Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we discuss the MTV reality groundbreaking hit, The Hills. Today we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 3, I'm Done With You. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we start with our house cleaning, we have a special guest today. Um, oh. a friend of the podcast, friend in real life, previous guest star, Diana Metzger. Hi guys, thank you for having me. One we're excited time. that you're back on our coast and we're excited that yeah. you're here to share the hills with us. Oh, uh, my pleasure. So, um, should we dive right in for a little house cleaning? Yeah, do it. Should we also tell everyone off the top that we're all high? <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Had a little edible. Um, okay, so for Twitter, uh, Heather Johnson, um, our gloom cookie, tweeted us on Halloween, um, the fact that you guys admit that a lot of babies are fugly makes me love you even more. <laughs> I'm going to go with just straight up ugly, Heather, but yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, and then Heather also said that Meredith, your Stacey the Bartender voice was pretty spot on. With this amazing gif um, from the Oscars oh, of clapping. Oh, thank you for that. Um, and then Lee tweeted us back, our, our one of our two Australian yes. fans, and said, would love to do an Australian meetup with Megs, but we're on opposite coasts. Maybe you guys oh. need to do a trip down here and we meet in the middle. Which sounds like so much fun, but is the middle like the middle of the outback? I don't know. Like, will we just be in the desert? Australia is so Like, big. running from dingoes <laughs> and talking about the hills. <laughs> You guys will glamping, just glamping we'll just the glamp. I can do that. All right, well, get back to us, ladies, and let us know where the middle of Australia is because we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, okay, we had one more. Oh, okay, and our last and only house cleaning is from Chris M at Mask C1. And she tweeted us because Condé Nast announced that they're no longer doing Teen Vogue. It's done being um, shelved. Aww. And she said, oh, no, who's going to host the Young Hollywood party now? Hashtag end of an era. I know. Wow, that's really surprising that Teen Vogue is getting shelved because it got so much, like, positive publicity this year with how it talked about the election. Yeah. And, and like, Lauren Duca, who yeah. I follow and who's pretty... Wow, I'm surprised about that. But, I mean, just because they're being talked about doesn't translate to sales. To sales, so, And no. I'm sure it was a money issue in the end. That's true. I mean, I... Well, I admittedly, I feel bad now because I used to subscribe. I'm... 34 years old and I subscribed <laughs> for a while and like just let my subscription lapse well and our, I mean, I'm fully well, out of the teen stage but I mean you life. have a teenage sister does she get any magazines probably not no 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 for a while she was getting 17 I think she might still get 17 just because you know how they never stop sending it yeah, to you like yeah. you're kind of like Stuck yeah. for life. But well, no. also, I would think that the advertisers would keep it going, but the advertisers make just as much on, like, Twitter and Instagram as they would in Teen Vogue, because no yeah. one's buying it. Well, and the other thing, too, with advertisers and using social media to advertise <laughs> as opposed to a magazine, because they give them those codes, they can tell if it's actually working. Yeah. Like, Kylie Jenner wearing a Tommy Hilfiger hoodie in a Snapchat makes ten times more money than an ad they placed in Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue. Which Very makes true. Me- it's sad for the world, but that's... It bad. is, but I'm yeah. sure it's true. That's that's the way it is. Anything else? Are we ready to dive into this? That's beast? it for Twitter. Yeah, All that's right. it. Okay. So, episode three, I'm done with you. Anything about the notes up top and Lauren's hallmark introduction? Um, no, I mean, we just get a little preamble to what we're getting in the episode, which is... Trouble's about to get worse. (sighs) Yeah, Stephanie and Elsie talking about Heidi, and then we get a little bit of the Spencer-Stacy-Heidi recap. Yeah. All right. We open the episode. Oh, God. This is a beaut. I feel like we all hit our moment with the edible when this episode (laughs) started. Pretty much. We open the episode at Chez Ambiance and we hardly (laughs) made it past the first shot because, and I bet we each have a different description of what occurs. Stephanie walks through the door wearing a tie-dye maxi and a Burberry, actually, you can tell by the plaid brim, conductor hat. Now, see... To me, it wasn't a conductor. Me neither. No. And I called her Heathcliff in my notes. 
I like that. Um, I thought it looked like a hat from Mario Brothers, like one of the mushrooms. Oh, that's would accurate. Wear. Accurate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also thought so. Her her hair is a fright, and yeah. it's very. Mm-hmm. And you'll yep. see in this episode too. I also said I feel like this episode between all the girls was a competition for who could have the longest extensions. I'm gonna give that title to Lauren. Yeah, Heidi. Fair. Oopsie, oh, they're Heidi. all battling no. it out. Heidi well, always wins. I'm going to go with the stylist on this one. But, but yeah, Heidi always wins but that But Stephanie's contest. hair was a fright, and I said she looks and sounds the epitome of road hard put away wet. Oh, oh for she sure. Always she ro- when she rolls in there. Um, I wrote it that it looked like she'd been styled and dressed by a drunken Olsen twin. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> so fair assessment. Synonyms, guys. Synonyms. <laughs> Literally was singing Heathcliff, Heathcliff, no one should terrorize the neighborhood. So then Stephanie and Spencer begin the scene by having a debate about the door being opened and how she entered and wasn't technically invited over. And then what does Spencer say to her? Oh my god, we had to rewind it a couple times. He said, did you leave your train out front? (laughs) I want that out of shirt. Or a mug. (laughs) Or a doormat. I'll design one for you. And this is why he's a star. Yeah, I know. This is why he is still relevant because he... He, man, he's got those, like, good one-liners. Yeah. I mean, he gives real good TV. Yes. It also is just classic early 2000s, just because a prominent designer made it, doesn't mean you should wear it. A hundred percent. I had to learn that lesson hard with I Mark think, Jacobs. He really aggressively I think marked a lot by of, Mark Jacobs put out some ugly <laughs> stuff. And I wore some Cosby sweaters, for yeah. sure. Nice. I yeah. Think, <laughs> I think housewives still struggle with that sometimes. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, case in point, Kim Zolciak. Oh, that bathrobe she recently was in the airport in. Did you see that? I did. I did. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. So then Stephanie asked Spencer if she's talked to Heidi. No. Great. And Heidi apparently texted Stephanie that she was in Colorado and saw her ex-boyfriend And then Stephanie just loves to push everyone's buttons. It's the only reason she's on the show. It's very, very obvious. And she said, do you know who that is? Her high school boyfriend? The one her mom really likes? It's just stupid. And she's trying to get under Spencer's skin, but it also works. Well, I also feel like there was no way that Heidi actually texted her all this. No, of course not. And there's also no, because Spencer is like, oh, you mean her ex-boyfriend from high school that she hung out with every day and went to Bible study with all that? And I'm like, no, you didn't know that. Like, she didn't just tell you that. Also, I put my finger in the air when it happened and I'm doing it now because Bible study. And you did. You called it last time we recorded. Mm. We're going to see Heidi get Bible-y. I knew it. As as Spencer gets crystal-y. So yeah. it's all... Crystal's well, I thought like he got bible with her. Yeah. Oh, she makes him go to Bible yeah. study. But he gets into it. I don't know. I think she got him into it now. Uh, he's into it now, for yeah. sure. I don't remember how... I think on the show, I don't remember how it was. more her thing. Yeah. But he really, he gets into things. <laughs> yeah. He, does, he goes through these trends, like spiritual trends, or like his obsessiveness with hummingbirds is very... Yeah, True. Uh, so then Stephanie asks Spencer if he's seen the bartender. Spencer tells her it's none of her business. And like Heidi going out with Colby, he's going to start going out too. Start going out? You've been out a couple times, bro. And then Stephanie says, you should really be on your best behavior right now. Because Stephanie knows all about being on her best behavior. And I've never seen anyone in my life, in the history of the world, be as proficient as Stephanie is for shit stirring with a straight face. Yeah. I mean, she literally will be like, oh, so, like, Heidi's with her ex and blah, 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 nah, 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 and then turn right around to Heidi and do the same, like, flip-flop. Because this episode proved to me that I think uh, Stephanie was the star student of the producer's texting lines and her saying what producers oh, were texting. Oh, good call. Probably. Good like, call. Because everything she says... And we'll see it later, too. There are a bunch of things where I'm like, you're saying this in a really odd way that doesn't sound authentic and seems very soundbited. Diana's a TV writer, y'all. She knows what she's talking about. It's true. I'm also really 
like stonely focused in on the bigger. <laughs> on the, I, was, I was telling Mara before we started taping that like I really like I I was focused on the bigger picture here. It's one was really doing, doing things to me. I like so. That. But All we right. need to start paying attention then to see if she's looking at her phone. Oh, she always is. But there definitely was. I definitely. But you're right. I mean, I, that zero, I zeroed in on her, and we'll see later at uh, Katsuya and Glenda. Yes. Um, she's staring at her phone the entire oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Great detective work. Sidebar: we'll Did you to. read Lauren's books? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The LA Candy. Have you? All. You haven't, have you? No. Maybe a little secret Santa gift is in order for you. They're really, I have to say, they're very fun audiobooks. I think I remember that they're read by (laughs) LC, which might drive you crazy. Oh, I actually (laughs) read them. They would be good audiobooks. Yeah. I want them narrated by Stacey the bartender. (laughs) Oh. Uh, We're totally sitting at, like, this cafe-like. What what is that? Oh, vocal fry. It's really a a real lesson in vocal fry with her. Well, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we have to talk about some Stacey things later. We do. So then we go to People's Revolution, Mm -hmm. and our queen, Kelly Catrone, (laughs) she is high on that throne this entire episode. Lauren sits in her office, Kelly compliments her shirt, says it's very 1920s, and asks Lauren if it's by one of the company's designers. Lauren whispers that it is not. Well, and that was so funny to me because I was like... Kelly is pissed that she's not wearing one of their people on air. Well, because if it was, they could have mentioned it on air, and now that oh yeah. But conversely, though, if I was (laughs) Kelly and I was pissed that you weren't wearing my client's clothes on air, I wouldn't point it out on On air. air. Yeah, I know. Well, um, but I'm surprised that you didn't point out the fact that. Maybe this is a preamble to as the reason Lauren likes to dress as a flapper all the time. Oh, but she she's all twenties all the time. You're right. I mean, Lamare loves to point that out. So she, I was like, she, she does it all the time. Yeah. yeah. So twenties tw- inspired blouse is probably the best biggest compliment you can give her. That's true. Yeah. Good point. She really well, took. She took that compliment and wrote it the rest of her life. Well, she already did it at her birthday party yeah. in episode one. Oh, you're right. And actually, later we'll get to her hair, kind yeah. of up there too. So. Anyway, Kelly decides to tell Lauren that they need another intern now that Whitney's gone. You know, massive void in the uh, productivity wagon there. And asks Lauren if she has any friends at FITM. And I will say the look on Lauren's face. She looked like she was struggling to fake it. Oh, FITM? Sure. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I I know people. I still go there. Yes. She had to think about what FITM was for a second. Um, I wrote Elsie is dead inside. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she was so phoning it in. She was just kind of, oh, what? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kelly, foreshadowing, says, be careful who you refer. This was the world's most foreshadowed. Like, the, yeah. I feel this ep- entire episode just served to be like, this is what's going to happen in the next, like, several episodes. And maybe it's me projecting the fact that, like, I've watched this, so I know. But it was just, like, glaring to me. Well, I think I would hope that anyone even if they were watching for the first time, like now as an adult, would realize at this point in the series, everything is just a setup. I know. Well, that's, I'd be really interested to know, like, well, and, and have your people tweet in, but like if someone is, if you have fans of the podcast who are watching for the first time ever and following along. One of my friends is, but she's very far behind. And I will say when I was watching it live at this stage, I didn't think that everything was real. I felt like I was just tuning in to sort of see what was happening because I was attached to it from previous seasons and I liked the hair and the clothes and it was just something that you watched. Do you guys remember when you stopped believing it was real? Do you remember like the kind of moment of it? What are you talking about? I still think it's real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, you know, I honestly can't remember. I think I thought it was real the whole time. Even later in the episodes where Spencer was going like bat shit and trying to kill Stephanie, like long after we're going to be done with this when, when Kristen was on, um, I, I hated Spencer. I thought he was the devil. I felt bad for Heidi. I, I, I'm pretty sure I thought it was real. See, we've talked about this before and because I read Perez Hilton religiously at the time, I feel like he was blowing holes in it all the time. And see, I was never a Perez reader ever. Yeah. I was a Perez reader, but I think I was also so in denial because I liked this whole universe so much. Um, I was so eager to when 
Kristen came in because I'm like the biggest Kristen shipper and I Me really too. was then because I'm a big Laguna head. Um, but I really like, I wanted it to be so real. And I think by the time Kristen came in, I was like, mm, I know it's not real, but I was so excited for her to be on the show and I'd wanted her to be on the I, show. I remember so thinking long. it was what the show needed. Yeah. When they oh, announced the bitch is back, the bitch is back. I was so ready. You know what? No, I didn't think it was real because I remember being really amused by the ending. Yeah. So I definitely didn't think it was real by the end. Because yeah. I remember thinking it was really funny that they like they did the little, did the little pulling thing. away the... And, you know, later, I think in season six, when Spencer and Heidi have that little boy neighbor that they throw oh, over Enzo. Oh, God. I remember that Enzo was like a child actor, and I read about it, and of course he was. Yeah. So, anyway. No one I... likes to see how the sausage is made. No. Mm. So, then we go to Tart, and Lauren and Stephanie are... Having a meal or coffee. We never see food anymore, so it's hard to tell. Well, but I like the fact that at least Stephanie broached it. <laughs> and was like, oh, are you going to eat? Like, I feel like we can't eat because we live in L.A. Like, you, we don't she eat. She said, don't you feel like you always have to be in shape living here? <laughs> like, they're not famous. And Lauren basically lies her ass off and says, no, not really. That's what baggy tops are for. And, and dresses. And dresses. dresses. Yeah, right, sister. Bullshit. Yeah. As you both sit there drinking coffee with no sugar, no milk, and you probably don't order food. Just yeah. stop. Though, this was like an interesting scene to me because Elsie was making, and, and y'all know this, Maris, like a, a Laguna Watcher too. Elsie was making all these very cutesy old school faces yeah. that she like used to make when she was like, I like a boy, you know? And she, like when she said like dresses. And so I wonder if she like likes Stephanie, like genuinely. Well, I was like, going to say she was fun. not dead eyed in this at all. I know. She was animated yeah. and so it's a little weird. I don't know. I can't keep up with it anymore. And we had this discussion two episodes ago about whether we thought they were friends or not. And it's really hard to say. Yeah, we can't quite figure it out. I mean, I, I think that maybe she, she does doesn't do mind with, filming with her. Yeah, she does do it with Lo, too. So it would make sense that she's friendlier with Stephanie, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So Lauren tells Stephanie about this internship at People's Revolution. And Stephanie says that it's time she leaves her current internship, which is news to us. Yeah. Who knew she had a job? Where is she an intern? And where is she interning that they didn't want to be filmed? Yeah. Like, sorry, we don't want free PR for our company. Do not film here. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I want I want some, the next episode. Find out where she was. I don't know. Um, I can tell you, nowhere. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe in lies. TV. <laughs> the land of lies. <laughs> so then Stephanie says, how does one go about applying to People's Revolution if you catch my drift? Catch your drift? You just asked. What do you mean? Yes, this was the just weirdest. Ask, how like, do I apply? You oh, just did. Well, no, I got that. I think what she was saying was like, get me the job. That's what she meant with this, like, how does one... I This really awkwardly faux cagey was... Yeah. 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 And she does say at the end, too, I'm really excited for a new job. Oh, but I won't get ahead of myself. Lauren what? does not have that much pull. Well, it also was so funny because I love these scenes where they just sit down someplace and there's no preamble that no. normal people would do like, hey, how are you? Like, cute top. Like, oh, did you see this person? No. It's immediately like, there's an opening. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That happens all the time. All the time. <laughs> well, and I also like, we get another bunch of like heavy foreshadowing when Lauren's like, but, you know, like, you have to do a good job, and it's not in the bag, and I would be working. I, it's like, obviously, Stephanie's going to fuck it up. Yes. Like, we all know Stephanie's going to fuck it up. There was no gonna be indication. There was no indication that this job was earned for Stephanie. <laughs> no. no. Like, that there was any shot she wouldn't get it to. It's And let's amazing. be honest, Stephanie's job, at this job, is to fuck it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, then we go back to Shea Ambiance, and Heidi is in the apartment, and when Spencer walks through the door, she says, <laughs> Spencer, is that you? <laughs> no, it's one of the five producers. And why are you asking him that? You're the one who was out of town. It's just kind of odd. 
Well, I mean, devil's advocate here. They apparently don't lock their door ever, because that's how Stephanie got in. She was in the bedroom. She hears the door open. He didn't say anything. And she's just like, Spencer, is that you? But he came back with another genius, like, Heidi, is that you? Yeah. So so then he is snarky about her mom. How's my favorite person, Darlene? Whatever. Poor Darlene. I know. Um, And then Heidi says, well, my mom thinks that we should be capable of not having problems. And then they get into this whole debate about the ex-boyfriend Colby and if Heidi had dinner with him and she didn't, she had dinner with her family and having dinner with your family is not like taking shots with a bartender. And so um, you flipped out. No, you flipped out. Have you seen the bartender? And Spencer says, no. The biggest takeaway I had from this though is that she was only gone for three days. Yep. I mean, they made it seem like she was gone for at least a week or two. Yeah. I know. Well, and truly, if producers were doing their really good due diligence, they would have had a whole scene of her being having to go on a forced, like, reunion date with Colby. That would have... But he's a girlfriend. Yeah. Oh. He has a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Well, it's... Uh, like, a separate... He, I, they show up at dinner. <laughs> he sits down. He has a girlfriend. They go to Bible study together. I mean, he's not available. Uh, Darlene okay. just kept pushing it. But I feel like they missed an opportunity to be like... This is what, like, uh, this is what Heidi used to be like. Or she could have got back to L.A. and got a text message from someone with the label Colby on it that said, great to see you. Or just something. Like, a little nugget. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't. Now, was this also the conversation where she equates shots to, like, infidelity? Yeah. calls yes. her on it? Yes. Yeah. So Heidi keeps going, like, you had shots. You had shots. Yeah. Shot. And Spencer is like, what the fuck? You're, you're acting like shots or sex or kissing. Yeah, kissing. There's so shots. Yeah. And she's a bartender. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm on his side on that one. Yes. But he did lie. Also because oh, yeah. he says something too, like she continued, I'm not sure if it's this scene or another scene, asks like how many times he went to, I think it's a later scene, but he asks how many times he went to the dime. And he says like, we live, well, it's really interesting because he starts to say like, we live right down the street. Yeah. Like, we live yeah. right down the street. And, down and the street. this is really funny because he stops himself. And I think it's this whole conceit of everybody lives in the hills and they've all lived by Park La Brea. Yeah. Like, which is, it just cracks me up. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean, we've already established that the the Chez Ambiance is not their apartment. Yeah, yeah. right. So then we go <laughs> to People's Revolution, <laughs> oh. and Stephanie is about to interview with Kelly Catrone. Yep, she's dressed a little bit like a schoolgirl. Yeah, it's it's it, a short pleated mini with a cardigan and some tasteful heels, but on Stephanie, who's so tall and her legs are so long, it's. I thought she looked like work Barbie. Yes, but her yeah. outfit when she went to visit Nana was actually more professional. It's sort longer of, skirt. It sort of felt like like this is my interview outfit as a stripper. Yeah. And maybe it was just because that skirt was so short. And it pleated. it was very hit me, baby, one more time. Well, that was the time period. No. That's a music video, not a job interview. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love how you're like, it's a music video. I was like, it is not that time. <laughs> I love how that's what we're fighting over. As if that would have been okay in well, this 2000, is, or not 2000. This like, is one of Frank's things that he will die on. I feel like you will never call an outfit trampy. Never. No. no. I don't could. like to slut shame. I, I appreciate that. I like that as the male representative. Of Notice I did not call her a slut. I just said she looked like hippie baby more time. Well, and I'll I just use the word trampy. I'll just say it wasn't appropriate for a job. And I'm fascinated and I continue and we'll talk about Lauren's outfit. These outfits of people who supposedly work in yeah. fashion are horrendous. Well, uh, A, it's LA fashion. Yeah. Not New York. Yeah. B, um, again, they work in fashion, so I feel like you can get away with a shorter skirt and like a little more, a little bit of more of a casual-ish look than like a office job. Um, and C, um, I just like a short skirt. I also, I also said it's because Stephanie's legs are so long. Yeah. They are. She's probably wearing a normal size skirt on somebody else, but because she's like six feet tall and five foot five of it is legs, it just looks too short. That aside, the outfit's just not cute. 
Oh yeah, and I will yeah. say that. Like I didn't think it was. She's a cute wearing outfit. a Mr. Rogers cardigan with a pleated mini. Yeah. Well, what was just interesting to me was that it was like you're and, and granted LA fashion is like I was living in LA at that time and I go back and forth and the fashion is not what it is in other cities and it's super trend based and yeah um but that outfit like wasn't it wasn't work appropriate but it also wasn't particularly inventive yeah at the time too and you'd sort of think like oh I'd try to wear a statement necklace or a something so that I could get compliments because it's a fashion job I know. Well, and also, if she was really friends with Lauren and really wanted this job, and if Lauren was really her friend, she would have said to her, wear all black. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Kelly Catrone, wear all black. Wear head to toe black, and she will love you. True. That's a really good point. Yeah. And Whitney wore short skirts to People's Revolution, too, but Whitney usually paired it with flats. Whitney is an angel. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Let's get to this interview. Yeah. Oh. But actually, real quick on the way, Lauren and her headband. Oof. It was bad. It was, it was bad. It was really, like, cheap. It was... She looks like a bridesmaid. It looks like one of those headbands you find at H&M in the checkout line. Yes. In yeah. those bins for, like, 99 cents. Well, it has this... a big fake flower on it. Well, and this is my question. Was this the same era, or this was a couple years after the, like, Sex in the City flower... After. It was after. Explosion. But this is obviously a thing because Audrina had the same headband that Justin Bobby stole from her in, in Mexico and yeah. turned it into a bracelet. Yeah. She looks like a weird bridesmaid, though, with her hair down and, like, flowy with, like, a thing in it. It's... She it, looks like she's in a bridal party. She just... I mean, the whole reason she has never worked with People's Revolution and the difference between her and Whitney is that Lauren is cutesy. Yes. And yes. Whitney is not cutesy. Yes. Like, well said. Cutesy doesn't work with yeah. Kelly Catrone, so yeah. I don't get why Kelly... I mean, well, Kelly puts up with it because she has to because it's a TV show. But it just doesn't... You know, she's just like yeah. sister me, like, hey, look at my nipples. I'm so cute. Well, she's like that still. Like, yeah. her photo shoots, we've talked about it, are her laying in a field, drinking out of an antique teacup while using a typewriter. Yeah. No one does, what? Well, and it's so interesting, too, because, yes, if she fit into People's Revolution, she... Like, would have been the all-black, like, caftan, black yeah. caftan, black leggings, heels. Um, but what I think is interesting, and I think Kelly Catrone must probably, like, have some small respect for Lauren Conrad. Because, like, Kelly Catrone wants Kelly disciples, Lauren, everybody who works for her is a Lauren disciple. They all look like her. Yeah. Well, I think that she probably learned that from Kelly. Yeah. 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 I think game... Respects game. game. Yeah. True. True Lauren used her position on this reality show very well to get to what she wanted to be doing. She designed several fashion lines and now she's a younger version of Martha Stewart, let's be honest. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Yeah. But. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure Kelly to this day, like right now, respects the fuck out of her. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Totally. All right. <laughs> let's get to this interview because it's priceless. Stephanie is very nervous, and Kelly immediately calls her out on it and says, you look very nervous. And that's the worst thing to say to a nervous person. I always feel for people when people do that. But that must be a fashion thing, because I feel like Lisa Love did that. Like, yeah. that, they're all on yeah. board to be like, you look nervous. You look like you're a mess. You do, like... Yeah. They're not into putting people at ease. No. Well, also, also, this is Kelly's, like, this is her brand, too. Kelly stays on brand this oh, yeah. entire episode, which is like yes. built on fear and keeping you unsteady. She calls herself a power bitch. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. she is. Yeah. And she she follows through. I'm pretty sure her book is called If You Have to Cry, Go Outside. Yeah. Yeah. Which I respect. But I she said that's that's the way I feel about office life is like she, go, to, go to the bathroom, take it out of the office. She even says it later this episode, though. Yeah. She's, yeah. like, dropping her own slogan. It's yeah. pretty clever. Yeah. So. In the interview, she says it. Oh, yeah. 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 So, Stephanie hands Kelly her resume. <laughs> in an envelope. In like, an envelope. in an envelope. And was yeah. it lavender? Oh, I didn't. It was, like, that. legally blonde. It was <laughs> Probably. But the envelope looked like a very light purple to me. It did. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. And... So then Kelly says she doesn't really look at resumes, but since she brought hers, she'll read it. And then what does Stephanie announce proudly? Oh, God. Stephanie announced, my final objective in life is to have a handbag line. 
And I dropped dead. <laughs> there are so many things wonderful. Well, and that's, that was a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, you will say what the producers tell you to say. Because she starts saying that line as if it's a stump speech before the resume even comes out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm dead, like yes. dead on the floor. It, I mean, it's like Call of Duty. Like, what's your final objective? Handbag line. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, who talks like that? I don't know. Final I, objective? And she also says the something like, I, I love how she says her final objective in life. And then Kelly Catrone, she says to her, I mean, there's some complication of, of like, you know, immediate goal versus the goal for the job versus what you want out of life. But it's so funny. She's like, well, no, that's, that's my goal for like in a decade. So I love how she sees the end of her life as being in a decade. Well, and then Kelly's like, what? Like you need to up your timeline, girl. Yeah. <laughs> she said, you, so, can, you can move faster than that, honey. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just so, it, it literally seems like she's going to strive. Like her, the first day her handbag line goes into production, she's going to drop dead. <laughs> yeah. my final, yes, my final objective in life is a hand done <laughs> in 10 years life over yep. handbag yeah. line of success done dead so then Stephanie says that she really wants the job because she wants to work with great designers and see how to brand her future line and Kelly oh schools her and says oh so you want to work for me see how I work and see how I represent my clients and then leave and use my expertise and it's really painful, and Stephanie has no response. And that's, Stephanie, no, that's no, when she backtracks and says the 10 years Stephanie thing. Re- oh, yes. Stephanie responds the way my, now, my three-year-old responds to things, which is, no, 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 no. So then they have an awkward conversation about whether or not Stephanie is capable of printing labels. Uh. And what, what Kelly's asking is, can you feed mailing labels into a printer to be printed with addresses and then placed on an envelope is what she means. And she starts with, can you use a computer? Yes. And Stephanie says, yes, Yes. she nails that one. Yes. And then labels, she's like, you mean like with sticky? (laughs) And and I love that we get like the full diagram, like with hand gestures. Like, no, you stick it in the printer. You print Uh this out. You pop like, Oh God, this is so painful. And then Stephanie finally looks lost and says, I'm sure I'd figure it out. Yeah, she's like, it doesn't sound hard. I'm sure I could figure it out. Good job, Stephanie. And then Kelly says, you speak French? And Stephanie says, yes. In, in, French. in French. In French. In French. This was, oh, this was painful. And Stephanie responds in French, but only by saying we. Oui. Yes. And then Kelly says in French, that's great. It's helpful for the job or something like that. And Stephanie just stares blankly at her. And I wrote, Stephanie doesn't understand labels or French. Nope. <laughs> and both of those things are probably on her resume as special skills. Yes. So then Kelly says her line about, you know, do you think you're ready for this? Are you strong enough for this? You know, if you have to cry, go outside. That's how we operate. And Stephanie says she's ready to get a backbone. Yep. Oh boy. You need one. Spoiler alert. She's not. No. No. It's not <laughs> wither, wither into dust. Yep. So then we're in Spencer's car. Which is nice. We haven't been in Spencer's car in a long time. Remember the days when Brody and Spencer would just Ride drive around. aimlessly around LA and chit chat? Hang I out miss in it. the alley behind Bolt House. Yeah, I miss oh. it. Yeah. So Charlie's jamming out. He's dancing in the passenger seat. Getting his little white boy hip hop groove on. Yeah. Where did he come from? Out of thin air. Truly. He's, he's a homie. Was he cast? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think he's He doesn't have enough. a face for No, he, de- he doesn't. No. <laughs> he disagreed on someone. Woo! True. Oh, I'd still do him. <laughs> I mean, I like him for me. But, uh, yeah, but yeah. You I should mean, look him up, though. Like, if they were yeah. going to cast somebody, it would be somebody, like, smoking hot. I mean, I'd love to know a little more about him because the way, especially, like, Stephanie seems to talk about him, that he comes out of thin air. Like, yeah. he just showed up, and that he's Charlie's a bad Charlie's a bad influence out of nowhere. I mean, if I had to g- venture <laughs> an educated guess, I would say Charlie was probably, like, a C-list friend of Spencer's. Yes. That once he'd run through his A and B-list group, was like, shit, I've alienated all my friends by spending all my free time with Heidi. I'm gonna pull somebody from the back burner that was kind of a hanger-on. What was it? Was Spencer a Crossroads kid? Did he go to yeah. Crossroads? Yes, Malibu. Like, I could see, um... 
because I I know a lot of folks from Crossroads. I could see I wouldn't be surprised if Charlie went to Crossroads and then was like a dropout because of drugs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. He yeah. kind of had that vibe about him, like a really you're gonna pull this like high school guy out of the woodwork you barely hung out with. Yeah, kind of vibe about him. Yes, I agree. So then Charlie says, "So you've got a night away from Heidi." Finally, she was just out of town, and we went to the dime twice. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? And I don't remember what they talked about because it was very broy. It was all just like, yo, bro, like, I just out of town. Where should we go? Like, well, let's go hit up the H wood and the flippity flop. Oh, the like, best. Yeah. Yes. He's like, let's flip, skip, dip. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Spencer was like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. And Charlie was like, yeah, I know. No, okay, that's what he said. He said, Spencer says, I don't slip. Meaning, like, Heidi will never catch me out with Stacy and her friends. Yeah. And then he goes, you don't slip, you trip, flip, flop. Or yeah, something. whatever. Like, it was hideous. <laughs> hideous. Yeah. Oh, God. So they're going to H-Wood to meet up with Stacy and her friends. Yes. Okay. So then we are in Glendale mm-hmm. at Katsuya. Isn't there another one? It's a chain. It's a, it's yeah. a, like, there, I think there are, There's like, one in Vegas. There's there. six, like, seven locations But isn't there one in, in like, Beverly Hills or in Hollywood? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But right. probably the Katsuya and Glendale is the only one that would allow them to shoot there. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It's pretty. Yeah. Fine. Um, so Heidi and Stephanie are having dinner, and Stephanie tells Heidi that she interviewed at People's Revolution, and Heidi says it was nice of Lauren to get her the interview. Great. This is actually almost a normal dinner conversation, yeah. actually, to counter our, our earlier point. And then Stephanie is really egging Heidi on. Where is Spencer right now? You should know where he is. Why don't you know where is he? Saying this while looking at her phone the yes. entire time. Yes. Good she, call, Diana. She actually said, though, you need to know where he is. You're not his mother. No, you don't. And this is where she starts laying on the Charlie's a bad influence. Is he out with Charlie? So then Stephanie pretends that she's a magician and she knows all the clubs in LA, especially the ones that are hot on whatever night this is. And she just poof out of thin air says, I bet he's at H Wood. Yeah. Thanks, Nancy Drew. Yeah. (laughs) Further proof. I mean, I will give her credit, not with the H Wood thing, but she probably does know all the clubs in LA because I feel like she was out all the time. That brings up another debate that Frank and I have had a couple times, and I'm curious for Diana's take. Okay. Is Stephanie sober right now? Hmm. I don't, I don't. This know. episode was a difficult one to tell, but like Lauren's birthday. I forgot to look at dinner to see if she had champagne. Yeah. I think Heidi did. I didn't see if she did or not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like, because she's, I can't tell if. She's just the good girl to follow directives from the producers or if she really leans on their stuff because she's so out of it that she absolutely was on something at the beginning of the episode where she stumbles in, like where she yeah. stumbled in. It was like, cause she was like, the door is open. <laughs> like, and she looks she like in, a hot mess. She looks like a mess. So she looks hungover a lot. But then I think she starts to like lean on the scratch of looking at her phone and like kind of saying these lines and I'm wondering if that's like her crutch because she's on drugs. Our debate is that like I was saying that she's supposed to be sober because this is after the incident in Hawaii. She's supposed to be a clean teen like went to rehab the whole kit and caboodle and and used to say like she would just drink water and stuff. So I was saying I thought that she was sober Okay. and Mara was like oh no 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 like she's hung over in the morning she's a mess like I think her struggle has been much longer than that. Yeah, I'd say, I mean... And she drinks now. Well, I think that she drinks now because (laughs) I feel like she was a Drew Barrymore. I think she was a young girl who got into drugs and alcohol was never really her problem. Yeah. So when she is finished with the drugs, she's like, I can have wine, I can drink and be fine and not have it be an issue. I mean, I've known people like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I still, I think she's, I think sobriety took her longer than that one trip to rehab. But... Fair enough. Maybe we can look that up too. I don't know. Buy that. Okay, so then we go to H. Wood. Oh, this is so good. This so is good. This is good. This is classic Hills. It was good. But the first person we see is Sheena Marie. Sheena Shay. Hey. Even before that all, she was Sheena Jen Can. That's true. <laughs> Wait, what? That's her real last name. That's her real last name. Jen Can. Spell that. J-A-N-C-A-N. 
Yeah. Fascinating. And she her jam can. Yeah. And I just from our <laughs> Facebook group learned that her favorite candy are gummy um, grapefruit pieces. She said that at her wedding. Oh, she did? When they put together She that, has like, her own box at Dylan's Candy Bar, apparently. Yeah. Because they went to Dylan's Candy Bar to do the goodie bags for their wedding. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you, this time we're meeting her, because I had to do, well, not only, you know, I a fan of the Vanderpump rules, but um, when I was doing uh, another a podcast slut that I am, podcast guesting slut that I am, when I was doing research for another podcast... Um, Smush Room, where I did her and John Mayer, this was around that time that she was boning John Mayer. John Mayer. We see her. So. Mm, good on her. She's having a moment, man. She's yeah. guesting in some TV shows. That's true. There you go. Making her mark. Um, I said that she has a real baby face. She does. Yeah. It's changed a lot. Yeah. She looks young. And Stacy. Well, round. Is, she's filled, I mean, in a good she's way. filled out. She's, she, um... You said nose job. Totally. Which I would buy. Also, uh, just that as much weight as she's lost over the past couple years has aged her incredibly. Well, and all those fucking fillers. Fillers yeah. and yeah. yeah. And I can't stop staring at how pretty Stacy is, actually. Sheena looks good, but Stacy is a stunner. She's very pretty. I think you like Stacy because she's very like Non-LA, tough girl, pretty looking. Yeah. But she's pretty. Yeah. But she's not, like, LA pretty. I can't put my finger, but she reminds me of some celebrity. It's, she reminds me of, what's her face from Showgirls? Oh, um... Gina Gershon? Gina Gershon? Yeah. I, she has a bit that. of, she, she has, has a bit like of a, Jordana Brewster she to has me, like too. A, like, yeah, mixed with, like, a Kardashian. A little bit. Yeah. Like, if Gina Gershon had a helium addiction... <laughs> Well, I'm not talking about her voice. We well, all know I'm not talking well, about Well, that's that. why I give major props to producers when it was uh, Kristen Cavallari, like, and they kind of made her be the forced friend to Kristen. Yeah. Because I think they're a good duo. They're they were. They're two really hot girls, and they've got that, like, brunette and blonde, and as opposed to, like, the Audrina and Lauren, who were, like... Uh, oil and water like just very different and that was what they were playing that these were like they were like two of a kind yeah and so it was really fun to watch but she looks also her makeup is just a little better in this scene than it has been in previous episodes maybe she got it done because they were going out and knew it was a bigger deal but she looks she looks pretty so we open the scene and stacy is asking spencer what song should she request Go ahead. And she says, pour some sugar on me. And Sheena seconds it. You mean it's not my heart will go on? <laughs> um, no. Uh, it's pour some sugar on me because that is a callback oh, to yes. when they're at the dime and Spencer's flirting with her. And she said, he says, what song would it take to get you on the bar? Yeah. So Ooh. then Spencer says it again and says, is that what it takes to get all three of you, Stacy, Sheena, and their other friend who goes unnamed... But all brunettes, all yeah. like very similar looking brunettes, yeah. which yeah. cracks me up. It's and like, to be fair, Sheena... It's like fembots. <laughs> <laughs> Sheena didn't get named either. Like we name checked her, right. but it didn't yeah, say right. Sheena on the... No. So, but Sheena is drinking her champagne and she is so excited to hear her pour some sugar on me. And she's like, yes, all three of us on the bar. Great. Well, we've seen since Sheena does love to dance. Um, and she does <laughs> and perform on the bar. Yeah. Well, and Sheena was really in this scene making the most of her time. She was really doing some muggy faces. She, you know, and that other friend was n- not involved at all, but Sheena was really making use of her screen time. Well, I like to know that Sheena, like, that her compact move is pre-Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Because our first scene is her looking in a compact, like, fixing her face. And we all know in the reunion, during the shade drug uh, thing, she pulls out that compact and stares at her face. So, it's her crutch. Yeah, it's, yeah, her, it's, it's her, her crutch. crutch. Yeah. yeah. So then, who arrives but Stephanie and Heidi? What? Who and saw that coming? Oh, especially right after they all give a toast to... Yes. To his, his, girl, his girlfriend, then they correct wife. and say wife, and Sheena does wife in yeah. quotations. Yes. Stephanie is wearing her favorite faux fur vest that mm-hmm. she previously wore to a black tie event and now is wearing it to a club. Yeah. So that goes to prove my point. I don't <laughs> think it's faux. I think it's real. It looks disgusting. I think it's real though. I just think she wears the shit out of it. doesn't take care of it. Mm. 
It's, it's Nana's. It's yeah. Nana's fur. It's, it's really feathered and like puffed out though. That's what made me think it was fake. It looks it looks like she put it through a washing machine. Which well, she very she well could have put a yeah. real fur in the washing machine. True. So then Stephanie and Heidi immediately flip out upon the scene. And S- Heidi accuses Spencer of being on a double date. Uh, do the math. It's five people. and she says what the fuck are you doing and charlie tells her to chill out and then everyone tells charlie to sit the fuck down and then stephanie whispers but does not at all whisper no in heidi's ear about stacy look at what she's wearing she's obviously a slut do you even own pants (laughs) I really wish we had seen Stacy's full outfit. We did not. No, we did not. But no. my favorite is Stacy's retort was, well, you're wearing fur. Oh, she said that? <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Damn, how did I miss that? Well, because know, it was, too. and actually it was, Stephanie says, she looks like a slut. And Stacey says, you're wearing fur. And Stephanie says, you need to put on some pants. Oh. <laughs> that was the actual back and forth. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. Oh, God. So then Spencer says, you'll have to forgive my sister. She's not housebroken. <laughs> and then Stacy, of course, in full Stacy voice says, that's your set star. Yep, that's what he just said. Mm-hmm. And... Do they just storm out? Is that where it ends? Yeah, that's yeah. where it ends. And yeah. then the very next scene, we're back at the Sheeprat Lair. And Heidi... They I, both have their makeup done. Oh my god. The but they yeah. have the craziest outfits, though. Um, Stephanie's wearing leopard Stephanie's print pajama wearing pants. Stephanie's wearing leopard print pajama pants and this big blanket. And then Heidi is wearing sweatpants, blue sweatpants... But with a blazer and pearls. Yeah. yeah. It was a very odd. And Heidi's hair looks like she's in a wedding. What's with the wedding hair? Oh. And she has it later when she has um, tea with Spencer. I, okay. Well, her, first of all, I forgot to mention that at H-Town, I thought Heidi looked absolutely beautiful. Oh, Heidi looks amazing Stunning. in this episode. Yeah. And so that is a lot of fake hair. And a lot of work goes into making that fake hair good. And I believe that when they got... You can't sleep on that and look normal. So you have to put it up when you sleep on it. So I think that she put it up. I mean, because it really wasn't that done. It was just kind of twisted to the side. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as done as you'd think if you really looked at it. Okay. Like, it just looked like... it. I mean, it was kind of a side bun thingy because she has so much hair. But if you really looked at it, it was kind of a ratty It was mess. janky. Yeah, it it was changing. And so I think that she put it up like that to sleep and then just kept it in for the rest of the episode because she didn't have time to get the hairdresser. I mean, you can't do that hair yourself. Okay. Like, that has to be done. What cracked me up with her outfit is that I wonder if she thought she was just going to get shot from the waist up. Maybe? Because she looked like two different outfits. Yeah, I don't know. It was very weird. Yeah, I noticed they both had that going on. And Heidi's sweatpants are juicy, for sure. Avi. Yeah, 100%. Um, so this is where Heidi says she's done with Spencer and she's breaking up with him and Stephanie encourages her to see a therapist. Again, the producer encourages Stephanie to tell her to see a therapist. And Heidi says, I don't even know if we have a future. I think we could be beyond that. It's too late. I do remember initially watching this show and all of these almost breakup moments and especially this one getting so excited. Like, yeah. earnestly being <laughs> like, she's gonna break up with him, guys, and she and Elsie are gonna be friends, friends again. Yeah, I know. It's so sad. Well, I think... So Heidi's taking it too far and I don't think she would break off her engagement or break up with Spencer for this. Or I don't understand quite why this would be the catalyst for couples therapy. However... I think Spencer hanging out with Stacy, and obviously this is all fake and that's why, but if it were real, if your man hangs out with the same bartender several times behind your back, that's something to be mad at. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, and the, th- the thing that's interesting and the thing of why, like, the therapy discussion feels so out of left field is because they're only talking in, like, incidents. Like, you left, you ran into yeah. Cody, and, like... You were out with this bartender, not like, why do you feel the need to, like, be out with this woman? Like, is it is it this woman that's special? Or is it, 
like that you are bored by me or you're worried about fidelity. You know, like, yeah, I feel like when you're going to jump into therapy, you're starting to ask, like, do these what do these incidents mean? And they're not doing that. Yeah. Which just leads me to believe they're just going down a path of like producer created scenes. And of course. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. One hundred percent. So then we go back to People's Revolution. <sighs> and Kelly <laughs> talks to Lauren about her interview with Stephanie and says that she tried not to laugh at her when she said she wanted to be a handbag designer. Well, what was so funny to me, too, <laughs> is that Lauren's initial reaction was like, yeah, no, that's nice. She wants to be a Yes, yeah. it was Heather, very like, sympathetic. Like, it was sympathetic, but it was also totally earnest. It was like, yeah, isn't that a great goal? You know, it was like, she didn't realize that that was bad. Like, Lauren hasn't had to have an actual job interview ever either. No. Lauren's never had to give someone her resume. Exactly. So, like, no. I love I love that, like, Kelly isn't going to stick it to Lauren because Lauren's the star and she likes Lauren and I think she has some respect for Lauren. Um, but, like, it, Lauren's pulling the same shit that, that Stephanie did. She has no clue either. Yeah. Um, can we have a little sidebar conversation, though, about Kelly's yellow, dirty corn, baby corn teeth? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. I, it was bad. Smoker, smoker. heavy oh, smoker, definite smoker. But it made it a thousand times worse being next to Lauren's like giant glow in the dark chompers and yes. Kelly's. Like, I mean, not only are they yellow, but they're like they're like baby corn. They're like teeny <laughs> you, little weird. You teeth. should take yeah. a look. I'd be really interested to know if now she has like veneers. I would imagine, or maybe she just doesn't give. A, I mean, Kelly always seems like someone to me who does not give a fuck how I, she yeah, herself looks. No. So maybe yeah. she hasn't bothered. No. I'm sure she hasn't. But it was a little distracting to me. It was. I was like, oh. And Kelly says, to be honest, I'm a little scared, meaning to hire Stephanie. <laughs> and she said, the interview was such a folly, she could be a genius. And she, she says, like, that's the only reason I would hire her. Yeah. The other reason is that MTV is making, making you. Yes. And then Kelly says, if she fucks up, you're going to have to fire her. And then Lauren looks a little nervous. Even I though see, it's all fake. I don't get, I mean, if this was real, I don't get why that, that wouldn't make me nervous. Like if yeah. I got one of my friends a job at my job and it said to them, like, I'm getting you this job, like, don't fuck it up. You could fuck up my career. And they weren't a good fit. I would be like, Hey, you know, we tried you it. You weren't go. a good fit. You got to go. Like it's my job's on the line now. Like I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. No. Cause no. you're a professional. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think Lauren really, I mean, I, conversely, if I was Lauren, and I hired Steph, you know, got Stephanie hired and she fucked up. I'd be mad. Oh, yeah. You know, you think you'd be, you'd, I'd want to oh, be the one to I, hire them. Be I, like, I, hey, oh, fuck yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Hired. I've had a couple friends who I've, like, gotten job interviews and meetings. And, like, I do that pretty sparingly because because of those reasons. That yeah. it reflects on your, on your career. And I've had a couple times where it's gone bad. And I've been furious. Like, absolutely furious. And... I'm basically not friends with them anymore. And I hold that grudge over in my head. Well, I think Lauren did it because of the producers yeah. in the show and because she likes Stephanie. I think Lauren knows she herself would not hire Stephanie, though. Yeah. And she doesn't want to be the one to tell Stephanie, hey, you're kind of a dum-dum. I mean, no one wants to tell their friend that, but I also wouldn't have referred her if I thought that, so... Then Lauren has to do it. Yep. But then Kelly says another, she's, she's like Nene Weeks delivering these one-liners that she wants to be known for. And she says, you can kiss her on the cheek, but I'd put a gun to her back so she stands up straight. So good. So good. So good. She, she She, delivered it with sass She knows, and you can just bet MTV is like, yes, finally. Like after Lisa Love, who was did give the line, "You'll always be the girl who didn't go to Paris." Yeah. Um, but like Kelly is always, on always I, on it. I wish they had her on more. Yeah, she really serves it up in a way that I need. So then, in our final scene of the episode, we go to I have it written down as Little Next Door. Is that what yeah. it's called? Yep. Yeah. Fascinating. Which is which is right next to I was previously talking about one of my favorite restaurants got taken down for Vanderpump Dogs. And Little oh. Next Door is right next to Vanderpump nice. Dogs. Okay. Heidi and Spencer are having coffee. Ish. Ish. He's, well, having, let's talk about he's having three he, beverages. And yeah. it looked like he had a bowl of oatmeal or something too. Okay. 
Um, but he has already been there for a while, and she walks in with her powder blue Birkin bag. Yep. She looks good, though. She looks great. And actually, when she walks away from the scene, her outfit's actually very cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, same hair as this morning, though, right? Yeah. As Stephanie's. Mm-hmm. And that's what, was it the same top? Was she wearing yes, pearls? Yes, and she had a blazer on. Well, she oh. probably knew that she was filming later, and she was like, oh, I'll just, like, maybe she was half getting dressed to get it all out Dress of the way. Dressed when and they came. I'll throw on some pajama bottoms. Yes, yeah. because yeah. then when she walks away, she has um, Louboutins and jeans on. Yeah. yeah. There you That's go. That's interesting. And I wouldn't be surprised if she told the producers, like, I'm not ready, but just, like, shoot me from this angle. And they're like, forget we'll do what we want. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. I noticed, I actually noticed her makeup was the exact same before I noticed her clothes. We're really yeah. doing some good myth busting. This yes. <laughs> so, then... Heidi introduces the idea of therapy, but she does it in a dumb way because she says, well, I was talking to Stephanie and Stephanie said, we need to go to therapy. No, if you want to go to therapy with your significant other, just own it and say, I think we should go to therapy. He hates his sister. Leave the sister out of it. Well, and that's the thing. The two people who have suggested therapy to her that she suggested Spencer are her mother, who he hates, yep. and his sister, who he hates. Yes. Epic fails. Like, if you really want to get to him, tell him Charlie suggested that you go to therapy. Yeah. Or Stacy. So then he says, of course my sister suggested therapy. She's a hot mess, basically, is what he says. And Heidi says, she's in way better shape than you are. Okay. Whatever. And then Spencer says he's really just over the drama. Which is because Heidi had said to him about their run-in at Hwood. She said, do you know how humiliating that was for me? You didn't even get up from the table and follow me. Which I agree with her. That is humiliating. Yeah. And then his excuse is that he's over the drama. No, no, no. When the girl you asked to marry you and technically married in Mexico storms away from a table, you should get up and follow her. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised if she was genuinely pissed too because... Even if this whole thing was a setup and he was saying you're going to come to H. Wood or what have you and we'll have it out. I think she's pissed to even be put in the cuckolded situation in front of these other random, yeah. you know, hired girls. Let's not forget, too, that Stacy blew smoke up her ass when Heidi went to see her in person. Yeah. Stacy basically said, your man was inappropriate and I didn't like it. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, Heidi she's finds hanging out, out. That they're yeah. hanging out. Exactly. At the hot new club. And... Uh, in, imprinting on her show with yeah. her fiance. Ooh, yeah. Mm. So then this is where Spencer says that he's seen Stacy three times, not realizing that he told Heidi he had only seen her two times. Yeah. Which is a big fuck up on his part. And then Heidi says that she is done with him. And then she goes on this long line and says, if you want to marry me like you say you do, then you're going to get your act together and go to the therapist. Well, this is where I, it lost any and all credibility for me because she says this line and she says, you need to get your stuff together. You need to get your shit together. Like if you have the wherewithal to not cuss because you're being filmed, like I'm sorry you've broken it for me. Like I know it's fake. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and also she says, go to the therapist because they've already chosen a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. You would say go to therapy. Yeah. Or a therapist. Yeah. Not the therapist. Yeah. 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 So then the waiter or actor comes over and says, will there be anything else? And Heidi makes a smug face and says, no, we're We're done. done. Nice double entendre. Mm. And then we get a classic hill shot of Heidi from behind walking walking away. Walking away. Looks good though. Yeah. looks amazing. And that's it for the episode. That was a good one though. Um, (laughs) Next week we get therapy. (laughs) Woo! Uh, We get some people's revolution. And we get a Justin, Bobby, Audrina, Brody love triangle. Fake, 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 fake. Super fake. Um, And we will not be coming to you next week because it's actually Thanksgiving. Um, And we apologize. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, we never apologize for the fact. Yeah, we're going to apologize. Which was, um, first, it was my fault because I, um, we were supposed to record on the day that I got my dye sport redone. um, And it gave me a little bit of a headache. And the second time it was my fault because I was able to leave for vacation with my husband a day early and I don't turn that down. So, yeah. um, so we'll be taking a break next week because of Thanksgiving because Mary's going out of town 
And then um, we'll probably be a little sporadic. Oh, wait, she's looking at me. Funny. We'll see. We'll see? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. Um, we might be a little sporadic because we're going into December and the holidays and all that stuff, but we'll be coming to you as often as possible. Yeah. Um, and we, again, want to so much thank Diana Metzger for coming and guest starring oh, with thank us. thank you guys. It's um, so much fun let's, for me. Do you want to give them your um, in all your information where you can be found? And My socials. Your socials. And um, can you talk about your new job? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I... You can find me on Twitter at I am Diana Metzger. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Diana Metz, M-E-T-Z. Um, and uh, yeah, I am working for a culture website, DC, New York, Chicago culture website called Brightest Young Things. So hopefully you'll be able to check out my writing there soon. And look it up, guys. She's an amazing writer and incredibly funny. Oh, thank you, guys. So we'll talk to everybody soon. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter, at Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyIt'sMareB. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review. And please subscribe. Until next time.